State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. This is your moment, your time to shine. Your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Yep, yep, ghetto boys is back and reloaded All in your mind, yeah, now deep-throated This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded The disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated And they know it, we speak the truth so they quote it Cause we wrote it, the north, south, the east coast It's the GB knocking, we keeping your head bobbing It ain't no stopping And once the beat drops in Violins, the system is so corrupt They throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us It's GB don't get it twisted. On code and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits. It's Willie D, y'all. Reloaded with another episode of information and instructions to help you navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful world. In the studio, Dr. Candace. You know what? 
everybody should know your name by now. But I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. Make sure you put some respect on it for me. Dr. Candace Matthews. Right on, brother. Dr. Candace Matthews is in the house. You know, you have been doing some phenomenal work. Phenomenal work. I'm talking about like you've been putting it on the line. You've been doing this for a long time. But more recently, you've gained a lot of notoriety for holding our elected officials' feet to the fire. Where'd you get your sense of community? Well, I, I got it directly from my parents, actually, because I grew up around politics. You know what I mean? Like, my mom and dad was cool with Mickey Leland. Mickey Leland used to come eat gumbo, fried shrimp and fish at our house. Used to sleep on the couch at our house. So it's kind of like I was kind of always around it, but then I was pushed into it when I became a business owner. So I own a foster adoption agency, and that stuff is tied in to federal legislation as well as state legislation. So when I got into a little jam when I first got started, because I had the wrong people working for me who clearly didn't have your best interests. And so I had to get a team to come in to come help me get everything in order. And so had a state rep, Sophronia Thompson, had stepped in the gap. And came in and, and and helped me out to where we got everything on a level playing field. And so then I was like, you know what? This business is tied into politics because these state people go hard on your furs until they realize that you connected with certain politicians. Right. So I was like, OK, it's something more to this. Right. So then I was invited to the Texas Coalition of Black Democrats uh, meeting. First time going, never knew none of these people in my life. And so they were doing an endorsement screening at this specific time. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm on the outside looking in, and I have education sense and also street sense. So I'm listening to these politicians telling everybody what they want to hear but it's nothing in place to hold them accountable, right? So before I became a member, I listened a little bit. And then before the meeting was over, I said, I'm going to give my opinion, but I'm going to pay my dues first before I give my opinion. And then when I turned around and I gave my opinion, I, I paid my dues and I said, first of all, everybody in here that's doing this endorsement shit is fake. It's fake. I said, because I come from the child welfare background and the state comes in our office every month or sometime every other month. And we have to have records to show what is it that we're doing that we're staying on benchmark. So my question is, y'all don't have anything in place to show what is it that y'all have when they come in here to come in here and lie and stuff? What is it that you have to hold them accountable? So then... I was presented, presented that charge that night. Why don't you create an accountability program? I say, oh, yeah? You sure you want that? They was like, yeah. So I created the accountability program where it had all the evaluation tools for every level of government. Okay? Then I created a spreadsheet where we can go in to see when you're dealing with your congressional, 
or your state legislators to see what they voted on, what they didn't vote on. Because what I noticed was that people in the community that look like us, we really didn't know who to vote for. Because only thing that we did was just name recognition. You know what I'm saying? But now it's something in place to show if you come in here telling us one thing, but you didn't vote it another way, we got records to show that. If you run around here on your Texas Ethics Commission report receiving funds from donors who will utilize you as a puppet, we're going to know about it. So now, by me creating that program, it expanded to where I they wanted me to do it for the entire state. So I did it for the entire state. So I'm all around, you know, Texas, laying the helm on everybody because, one— I'll go through legislative session. And if I see that you voting for something that's not in the best interest of black people, I'm going to tear your ass up. And nine times out of ten, what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring all the media stations out there and I'm going to light you up. Then if you're going to any community meetings and you over here lying to these people, I'm going to come in there and I'm going to aggravate that whole meeting and I'm going to give these people the proof on your lying tail. And so and that's how it just went. You know, from there and throughout the whole process, it was like majority of my haters was men. I ain't had no women. It was all hmm. men. Now, and what do you attribute that to? <laughs> you know what? And it's, it's to be honest, it's the darndest of me right now to even phantom. Well, we got something in common, though, because the majority of my haters are men also. What's up with that? I don't know. And it's kind of like... It's unmanly. Uh, well, my thing is, I don't feel that I'm manly, but I feel no, no, that I'm, saying I'm hating. authoritative. I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying that hating on... Uh, for, uh, for a man to hate on a woman or a man is unmanly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and it's like, what I don't understand... Let me tell you something, bro. What I didn't understand, I was like, wait a minute. Who, who are these people? Like... Who are you to say something about me and you don't even know me? You know what I mean? Like, you don't know nothing about me and you over here running your mouth. And, and really low-key, while you over here running your mouth and let me find out who you are, you going to get your ass whooped. But see, I had to bring, bring that Northeast and put it in the back pocket, you know, because, see, <laughs> it would have turned to some other stuff, you know. Right. But, um, but when I got into more in the cracks and crevices and in the valleys, the highs and lows, I started to see a lot of fake stuff that was actually happening too. And a lot of fake stuff that the average person wouldn't be able to see or wouldn't be able to notice. You know what I mean? That was the first time I was able to see when they put this smoke screen type theatrics out there. Mm -hmm. So now you know damn well you voted for this. But then you coming back to the community like you're fighting against it. You know what I mean? So that was the purpose of having that accountability system where you hold them accountable and you hold them to, hey, this is what you said, but this is not what you're doing. And then when you bring it to the community and then the community have trust in you, then they're going to ride with you. You know what I mean? And so me, I've always had a good uh, reputation in the community because I come from a good home. Let's talk about that good home. You grew up on the northeast side of Houston. Mm -hmm. 
Went to Funwood. Yep. You know, went to see King and all that good stuff. And BCL Mo. BCL Mo. You know, my, my old stomping grounds. Uh, you know, I'm assuming you played it in, in, in City Gas Park at some point. Uh, who did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so your roots are, are on the northeast side of Houston. Right. You grew up in the household with who? With my mom and my dad. Okay. And that was interesting enough because I've always grew up around my aunts, uncles. They're married. They have their children. You know, my grandpa, grandma, they married. Then you have your other grandparents and your other aunts and uncles. So you never really seen a single parent. Mm-hmm. I never seen that. And so you know how I was introduced to that? When I entered school, because my whole complete lifestyle was for me to see the mama, the daddy, and the kids. Mm-hmm. You go on to church. You know, if you don't go to church, um, family reunions, uh, graduations, parties. I mean, stuff that was normal. It's like normalized stuff in your traditional black families. That's what I grew up with. But then when I came into meeting other people from school, I didn't know anything about foster care. I didn't know anything about kids being adopted. You know, I didn't know anything about, oh, yeah, uh, that's my mama boyfriend, but my daddy live over here. You know, mm-hmm. or that's my daddy girlfriend and I don't like her, but my mama, you know, she over here. And then... For me to be that friend, that your friend to come to you and tell you that uh, I don't like my daddy, but I want to stay with him. But then I got to stay over here with my mama because she got to get the child support for my daddy. I've never knew anything of that caliber until I started going to school with kids who experienced that. And so our house stayed full of kids. Like, my mama had everybody over there. We had all, everybody kids was over there. My mama took care of everybody kids. That's why everybody loves it to the day right now. And so they would come to the house, and they would share their stories and everything at the house. And then they would always would tell me, they was like, Candace, you lucky. Like, you got both of your parents. Like, you got your mama, you got your daddy. And then on top of that, like, you be coming to school fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you be up on the latest stuff and everything. And I was like... But that's what your parents supposed to do, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was just a different ball game. Like I never dealt with having uh, a sister, and we didn't have the same mom and daddy. You know what I mean? It was just interesting. Like I just wasn't used to it. You know? Right. And I guess that's why you have the family dynamic that you have today. Uh, right. You're a married woman. How many kids you have? Four. Four kids. Now, how how is it that you're able to now, this is tricky, y'all. Get ready for this. How is it that you're able to be this opinionated woman who is not docile, firm, fair, loving, generous, but also a woman who can be aggressive when need be? Mm-hmm. How is it that you can be that and still be all the things you need to be to your man. It's all about balance. Because first of all, you can't be married to any kind of man. You know what I mean? Well, I'm assuming you saw that also. You saw some examples with in, in, in that with your mother oh, absolutely. and father's relationship. Yeah, because, and to kind of piggy on that, 
my my mom and dad's relationship. See, my dad was always the man of the house, right? My mom made sure that he was the man of the house, but my dad was not that type of man to put down his wife. Disrespect I think he made sure wife. that I think he made sure that he was the man of the house, and your mom accepted it. No, I think it was kind of mutual type thing because you got to keep in mind they both come from a background where they had both of their parents. Well, well, here's why I say you that. Know? Here's, here's, here's why I say that because here's why I say that because I don't care who a woman is. No woman made a woman can make me ex- assume my role as a man. Like no woman gives me permission to be a man. Right, I'm right, a, right. I'm a I'm a man by essence, just like. Somebody was saying, well, he allowed her to be the woman. No, she is the woman. Mm -hmm. You know, no, he is the man. But I think they kind of jailed because you got to keep in mind, they both came from a family structure Mm -hmm. that was there, that was already in place like that. You know what I mean? And so, and what I've noticed also is that the reason why we have a lot of families that are broken up like that, because a lot of them do not come from that that, that, that foundation family structure. You know what I mean? Because in my opinion, and I could be wrong, but this is my take. Uh, You have some females that are out here that I don't need a man. You know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it how I do it. You know what I mean? That you have men out here. Well, look, I ain't a female going to do what I say and going to do it how I do it. Or if not, then she can roll. You know what I mean? And those are two toxic type ideologies. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And so, like, in my household, because I'm going to be transparent, in my household, see, I'm married to a real man. See, my husband used to be a street nigga back in the day with much respect still in the streets. But we have a relationship where we respect each other, right? Now, do I sometimes go off on that joker? Oh, yeah. I go off on him if it's something that I don't like, right? But what I notice about him, he don't argue with me. You know that? He don't argue with me at all. He'll turn around and be like, you right. You right. And that make me even more madder. You know what I mean? You know why he say that? <laughs> you know why he you know why he does that? Come on. Because he understands that women oftentimes do not care about being right. They just want you to agree with them. Oh Lord. So you just say, you know what? Yeah, baby. You're right. You got it. You know. You know, and, you know but like, that's how he just, is. And like, keep it moving. But and, and Pick your battles, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and so like with me, you know, I can be like if I feel disrespected or if I feel and it's not even as him being disrespectful it could be people that's around him that could be possibly disrespectful then I turn around and check that shit you know I check it and then I'm gonna turn around and I check him too you know and then he'll turn around and be like wait a minute hold up hold up now wait 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 let's talk about this or if he's not let's talk about it then he'll be like you know what you right we moving on because, see, you going to Pettyville. And, see, I'm not going to deal with you when you're in Pettyville. <laughs> now, when you're talking about this checking, I'm assuming this is a private conversation. This checking is not public. No, I, I wouldn't say that it's public. And I would really to be honest, let me rephrase that. I wouldn't necessarily say checking toward my man. But I'm going to check those outside influences. If I feel that it's something that's, that comes from an outside influence, then, yeah, I'm going all the way 10000 on you. You know what I mean? I'm going to turn from Candace into a whole King Cobra because you know King Cobras eat snakes. Okay? And if you're doing some snake shit, I'm going to come after you. Huh. Which brings me to Austin County. Oh, Lord. Say, man, them folks in Austin County is living in a bubble. Uh, Give us an update on Miss Betty Smith's case. 
Well, right now, uh, Ms. Now, Mattis, this is the black woman. The uh, for those of you who don't know, this is 65-year-old grandmother who was beaten by three white employees at a store after she found a $50 bill on the floor. They felt like she didn't deserve that $50 bill, so they wanted to take it back from her, and she was literally fighting for her life. They actually kidnapped her, held her against her will inside of the store. They locked the doors on it, and the police ended up, ended up sending her to jail, right? And, and her daughter. And her granddaughter and the daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Austin County, y'all are you you y'all deplorable, man. Y'all, your mama should be embarrassed, and your daddy should have pulled out. Go ahead, Candace. Well, what's going on right now is that they have legal representation, and so that process is going on right now as far as dealing with her civil rights being violated. Okay, and uh, even with her daughter as well as the granddaughter. So that's in process right now, and I can't really you know properly divulge a lot of it because it's in process, but. What was interesting to me when we end up dealing with this case, uh, the granddaughter sent me the video to my inbox on Facebook, you know, and sometimes I really don't take, you know, people inboxes if I don't know you, you know what I mean? And so I just so happened to take a look at it and then I didn't even know brother Cornell looked at it. So me and him calling each other about this situation. So we was like, yeah, we got to move on this because that that's that's just not right. Like, we looked at the video. We looked at what happened, how it happened. And those people had the audacity, or Betty had the temerity to say uh, we was restraining her. Baby, I am trained to teach restraints. That wasn't a restraint. That was an assault. Mm -hmm. You know, and you locked this lady in that store violating her civil rights. And then the $50 didn't even belong to neither one of you jokers. You know what I mean? The $50 actually belonged to a customer who was there prior, and they didn't even know it. Did they, they ever find out who that customer was? Well, yes, they did, because when they went back and looked at the actual video, the video showed that it fell out of his pocket. Mm -hmm. Okay? But the $50 was not in the cash register. The $50 was not on the floor behind the cash register. The $50 was on the floor in front, way to the other side of the cash register. So in the state of Texas, if you find something that no one has claimed is yours, right? So what happened to the $50? Did the guy ever get the $50? You know what? I really don't know if the guy <laughs> got the $50 or not because, no, because what they tried to do, the owner of the store— because he was so just just upset about what actually happened and he fired those employees. He offered to give the grandmother $50 right. back. And the grandma was like, nah, I don't want the $50. And then the cold thing about that situation was that all she was doing was going into the store to get her special needs son some ice cream. Mm -hmm. The special needs son was in the car. You know what I mean? And so... This $50 didn't belong to neither one of y'all that was in that store. The grandmother even said, well, look, call the owner. I'll give the $50 to the owner if, you know, if need be. You know what I mean? So she wasn't really just like tripping. She was more or less like, hey, this is my lucky day. I done found $50. And then y'all go over here and just go straight gorilla on this grandma. And don't think you're not going to get some consequences behind it. So what ended up happening, we end up going to Austin County, Belleville, me, Brother Quanell, uh, some of the Black Panthers, some of the pastors, community members, families, all of us was there the first time. And we made a demand that that DA 
in Austin County, you need to make sure you look at this video correctly and you need to make sure that charges need to be made on all three of them. And then Brother Quanell was very adamant about that man putting his hand on that grandmother because Brother Quanell was like, I'm about to bring all these Black Panthers to this boy house and we're going to get some straightening going on, right? So throughout that process, we ain't heard, we ain't hardly hear anything. Then probably about a month later, no charges. So, and who determined this? I'm, I'm assuming the Klan jury. Yeah, they're supposed to. Yeah, the Klan jury, like you said. Yeah, they call it the Grand Jury. Yeah, but, but it's know, the it's Klan, Klan jury. jury. Klan, because by, by the way, uh, for everybody out there, uh, that was a, a phrase that I coined. So when y'all start hearing it everywhere else, like all the other stuff that I be saying, people be picking up and not be giving me my credit for. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? I'm sure I'm going to use it. I'm going to use that's it. That's a really thing. The I'm clan using, jury. <laughs> I'm going to use that yeah. one. So um, it was interesting because we did bring up about the the ethnic the 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 ethnic makeup of that specific jury because so y'all telling us and, and some of these people have prior histories, you know, prior criminal histories and things like that. And so mm -hmm. you telling us that this video we seen the same video that you looked at. So you're telling me that you didn't see no charges whatsoever and we seen the same damn video. Right. So that's when we surrounded that uh, DA's office and it went viral, of course. Yeah. And we sent a message. And what I like what Brother Cornell did, he said, and I'm going to give you something better. We're going to start a new Black Panther Nation chapter right here. I'm going to give you something that you need, something that you don't want, but I'm going to give you what you need. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we end up establishing another chapter in Belleville. Now, when did y'all do that? Uh, that actually happened that day. So, and who is the leader of that chapter? Uh, I think it's that uh, pastor. Uh, I forgot his actual name right off. But, um, but it is a chapter there. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. 
Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Let's get into the new Black Panther Party and how you... You mean the nation, because it's two. You got the new Black Panther Party, that's not us, and then you got the new Black Panther Nation, which is us. Okay, I'm glad you clarified that. Right. The new Black Panther Nation. Correct. uh, Led by Brother Quanell X. Correct. Good Brother Quanell X. Mm -hmm. How did you and Quanell meet in the first place, and and what brought about this this relationship that you guys have, uh, you know... With working together to better society. You know what? Me and him, uh, we linked up on one case. And this was a case I think that we all was kind of had some interest with. I can't remember exactly which case it was because we worked on so many. And me and him hit it off, you know, from there. And I'm the type of person, I'm a straight up person. You know what I mean? I like to judge people for myself and who you are and for me to know if you're a snake or not, right? Because I had so many people saying bad stuff about this brother. You know what I'm saying? Saying stuff like he take people money, he do all this and he do all that, right? And this brother was very transparent with me. This brother showed me straight lawsuits that he won 
on these people who's saying this stuff about them. You know what I mean? Then on top of that, when me and him worked together, I said, you know what? I need you to teach me the game on how to deal with the media. Because you got to keep in mind, I already had a platform, too, before me and him linked up. And my platform was with the Democratic Party for the Black Caucus. And so when me and him linked up and I told him, I said, I'm going to be a student and I want you to be the teacher to show me how to navigate with this uh, media uh, part. This brother showed me how to write press releases. This brother showed me how to send out press releases. This brother showed me how to play the media on certain instances as far as like, you don't want to make yourself too common because then if you turn around and do so many press conferences, they're not going to come out. So he showed me the game on how to deal with certain media outlets to give them the exclusive and then make them fight for the next exclusive and things like that. So he just taught me the whole entire game on how to do it. And also even how to conduct an actual press conference and how to navigate through a press conference to the fact where you don't be liable, you know? And um, me and him worked on several, several cases together. And some of the stuff, what I found interesting, he'll turn around and I'm like, Brother Cornell, you on your way? And he'll be like, nah, you got it. And I'm like, did this joker just leave me up here to do this? And I turned around and rocked it. And to this day, right now, I'm the only person that can speak on his behalf if he's not there. Because mm -hmm. he told me, he said, you got something. You got a light that's in you. You have something. And you're going to get bigger. And he said that I'm going to perpetuate it. So at what point did he... Uh, give you that role that you have with, and, and what exactly is your role in the new Black Panther Nation? And you know what? And I'm glad you asked that question because I didn't all the way jump into the new Black Panthers at all because I still kept the Rainbow Push Coalition with Reverend Jesse Jackson and also the, the Black Caucus, which mm -hmm. is a text coalition of Black Democrats. Okay. And so we would do things, it'll be joint organizations that we would do. And so I got to seeing, you know, how they move, what they do, because I'm all about black people at the end of the day. And when I started seeing that they actually out here doing things for black people and about black people, I was like, you know what? I said, Brother Cornell, I'm going to come on and join. I'm going to join. And he said, well, you join. I want you to be my national minister of politics because you are already in the politic realm already. You know how to navigate through that. And sometimes he'll call me to ask me to reach out to a politician on certain things or if he need a phone number and things like that because I'm in that arena. I want to pause for a moment to, to recognize what Quanell saw, what the insight that he had to, to bring you in. He saw that light in you and he saw that that blood, that new blood that we have to have to keep the movements going. Like, this is how they're able to throt so many movements. You have one person at the helm, and they feel like if when they stop that person, the movement stops. Mm -hmm. But if you have a Quanell X and a Dr. Candace Matthews 
teaming up, which nobody saw coming. I didn't see it coming, and I'm on the streets. You know what I'm saying? I, I got my pulse on the community. I see what's happening, and I didn't see that one coming. Mm -hmm. But when nobody I saw did. it, I was like, ooh, I know this going down. I'm like, it's finna go down. You and know you know what, what he told like, me, though? I'm talking about, he, I'm talking about bam, bam. <laughs> like, you go there, bam, bam, you know? But see, the funny part, this is what he told me, too. He said, he said, I'm going to make you the female me. Hmm. Because no nation is stronger than its black woman. And what I like about him is that he's not a male chauvinistic type guy. You mm -hmm. know, he's not misogynistic at all. He believes in a woman having a voice. You have a lot of these jack leg suckers around here that don't believe in women having a voice at all. They want to try to silence you, mm -hmm. you know. And I actually had that happen to me. You know, before I joined the nation, I had that happen to me when I was at the Capitol doing legislative session, right? Mm. And I ain't going to say the politician name, but that joker know who he is. If you watching, you know what it is, sucker. So what happened, um, we were uh, getting that, ready to do a press conference. Say that chump name, man. Say that chump name. So let me tell you what happened. What's his name? <laughs> let me give you the scenario. Yeah, okay, come so on. So he turned around, and um, we were doing a press conference with, you know, all the pastors and things like that. And so um, by me being the accountability person and the vice chair of the entire Black Caucus for the state, they was like, Dr. Matthews, make sure, you know, you there, Rep. Ron Reynolds, all of them made sure I was in the building. Even Gary Bledsoe with NAACP, that's over Texas, all of them made sure I was in the building. Mm -hmm. This joker tried to cut me, bro. He turned around and tried to get me cut out of the press conference. Mm. Okay? And so... One of the people that was helping organize this ran it by me and told me to play on what was going on, right? See, I'm the wrong person to tell me there's some snake stuff going on because I'm the kind of person, I'm going to go straight to the snake who did it, right? And they didn't think that's what I was going to do, and I did. And I told uh, Gary Bledsoe, I said, you might want to turn your head because this ain't going to have nothing to do with you, all right? So I went over there, I said, say it was brought to my attention. You went over here doing some snake shit, bro. He told me, well, I said, man, don't play that fake stuff for me, dog. I said, I'll tell you right now, I have four niggas from Homestead up here in two hours. So I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to say this again. What you're not going to do is try to silence me. Okay? So I said, are we clear? Because when I walk away from here and I make a phone call, it's going to be a problem for you. We had the whole press conference. So what happened since? Put it this way. Me and this individual, we got into it again. <laughs> and this was uh, with a situation. I don't know if I ran, I don't know if you know about it. That happened in Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas. And it was some racist stuff where they were calling the children monkeys and yelling nigga. And then one of the young ladies tried to kill herself in that process. And so when Reverend Jesse Jackson's daughter called me. One of the young ladies who one a racial ladies, epithet was used against? Yes. Okay. And so we didn't, we, in Texas, we didn't even know about the story. But Reverend Jesse Jackson's daughter saw the story in Chicago. And so she reached out to me and she reached out to another politician, you know, that was here. And so then that's where the alliance had came in. And so me and this person was in alliance together. And so I'm the kind of person I don't do well with people 
who try to run the show. I don't I don't do well with that, right? And so when this person tried to run the show, um, it made it very uncomfortable for some of those families that were there because they shared the concern, like, well, how are you going to set up what we're going to do this press conference? And you didn't even ask us, you know, what I religious preference is, you know, how we feel about it. And then you're doing Zoom calls and you're not even involving us, you know, in it, right? And so when that happened, we all in the group text together. I turn around and I put it in that group text. Say, why did you not invite us and the families to this Zoom call? I got a problem with you. And that all of us was in that text because I'm the kind of person, I'm going to hit you right there. And then I turned around and sent a personal text. And I said, hey, you need to call me because we got something to discuss. Right? Okay, I'm at the beauty shop, get my hair done, you know, and I get a call. Hey, Candace, um, all right, what, what problem you have? I say, okay, so the problem that I have is this. One, you did not invite us on this Zoom call. You know what I mean? Me, the families, none of us. So we really don't know what you pastors got going on. You know what I mean? If we all supposed to be in a joint effort. Then it go from, wait, we trying to get our flights. We trying to get everything together so we can plan appropriately, but you're not answering your phone. Right? Then I said, then one of the other elected officials was trying to call you and you didn't even answer his phone either. You know what I mean? That's a lie. That's a lie. I say, look, nigga, who you talking to? <laughs> who you talking to, Chuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I don't like that snake shit that you did. <laughs> and I say, and first of all, you're not going to be talking to me like that. Like, one, like, I'm your wife. Uh, or if I'm like one of your kids or one of them members at your jack leg church. Sound like to me, all of them got it bad if he talks to them like that. That's what I'm saying. And so yeah. that male toxic, uh, toxic um, uh, misogynistic behavior was a problem. You know what I mean? And so then I got the other elected officials because they heard about it. They was like, now look, y'all need to just squash that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to just go and y'all just go and help the people and stuff like that. Y'all just keep y'all beef aside. I say, see, that right there is one thing that I can't rock with in politics. Because if I know you a snake and I know you do snake stuff, I'm going to call you out. And then once I call you out, I'm not going to fool with you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit up here and laugh in your face like we cool and we really not. You know what I mean? Because I know what type of snake you are. No, I want you to know I know what kind of snake you are. And you better stay up out of my lane. Because you keep playing with me, I'm going to blast your ass. And that was kind of how it went from there. You mean blast? You means that um, highly criticize and hold you accountable. Okay, uh, so... <laughs> That's the that's the 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 university exposed. That's the university she, she, she she's going definition. To I'm giving the straight. She's, I'm giving the street definition. I'm, I'm I'm fire. She's so. going to expose you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Candace, uh, oftentimes these problems that that you that you are attacking uh, these when people bring you these issues, a lot of these issues are systemic. Absolutely. And. The people who are, are often named in the, you know, who are, who, are, who often 
are the subjects of the of the of the criticism of the finger pointing are white people. Uh, are there any white people that are supportive of you? Out oh, there yeah. who have who have the power and who have influence? Oh, absolutely. I um uh, yeah. I have quite a bit of uh white people who are very supportive with yeah. what I do. And and you know what? And and like I always would tell them, I said, what you're doing is completely out of the box. And I really appreciate what you're doing and that you're not falling into the um how did I tell them? I said, I appreciate that you're not falling into the tunnel of white supremacy because you got to keep in mind like i always explain to them see a lot of black people we are we've been traumatized bro like we've been seriously traumatized and we really don't trust white people you know what i mean so by you being these white people that stand away from that that is not for the the systemic racism that's not for the white supremacy that's not for anything that's you know dealing with racism you know hey we good you know and, what I mean? And, I, and how how do you persuade white people who see you often attacking the system that includes white people who are running the system mm-hmm. that you know you're not against white people you're just against white people who are against you? Well, this is what I tell them. I'm not against white people. I'm against white supremacists. And I'm also against agents of white supremacy because you mm-hmm. also have agents that look like us. That's right. You see we what I'm call saying? Them coconuts. Uh, 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 you Black know the other name. Uh-huh. Coconuts. You know, Candace Owens. I mean, how do you feel about Candace Owens? I don't like her. You don't like her? Okay. No. That's one thing, you know, like Candace. See, I'm the real Candace. That's you, the real Candace. Yeah, I don't know who the hell Absolutely. that is. Absolutely. I don't know who the hell that is. Do you ever hear a name and just be like, damn, you know, I wish she didn't have my name? Or no. So, just... well, I, I'd be like, you know what? She just needs to shut the hell up, but she better not let me see her ass because yeah. I'm going to light her up. Well, I think y'all spell your name different. Yeah, I think we do. She, but she, it's like the, the stuff spells, that she does is just like, ma'am, shut up. Your name is spelled <laughs> with an I. I think she spells her name. I think it's with a hers with an A, isn't it? Yeah. Let's yeah. See. I yeah don't she really. spells her name uh with an A. Yeah, I don't uh, like her. Yeah. I don't like her. She counterfeit. Yeah, she was recently uh doing some jigabooing about um why does black celebrities uh why don't black celebrities live in black neighborhoods? Why she don't stay in a black neighborhood. Yeah. Well we know, you know, we know what she's about, you know. Uh yeah, with but, her white husband, all that. You know, but the tr- the trip part about it is the people that hear certain things that she's saying, they go like, Yeah, 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 Candace, that's right, that's right, you know, and people like her. They're very good at pointing out the obvious things that people know that, you know, is true and you mm-hmm. you, you can agree with. Mm-hmm. But but then they also uh what they do, they go top heavy once they get you get your trust on that obvious thing or whatever mm-hmm. that they know they can get you with, mm-hmm. then they come back with something uh like something asinine, like why don't black celebrities live in black neighborhoods. Well, first of all, that's a true definition of a narcissist. Yeah. Well, it's not It's not even... It, the, the and thing, she's the a gaslighter. Exactly. Cause, because she knows, she knows that mm-hmm. it's about classism, not racism. Exactly. She knows it's not, it's not about race, it's about class. She knows that. Mm-hmm. But the average person may not pick, pick up on that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you'll never hear Candace Owens 
asked the question, why don't rich white people live in poor neighborhoods, live in poor white neighborhoods? Mm -hmm. Why don't rich white people live in trailer parks? She'll never ask that question. Well, you because already know a, what it because is. Because she's Willie. an agent. Well, Willie, you already know what it is. She's she's actually by design to be put on that type of platform. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because one, she's a gaslighter, and that's normally what they do. And so they try to activate the African Americans that are not woke. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Who actually cannot really see the smoke screen, cannot really see the foolishness that she's doing. You know what I mean? But see, she get real. A real candidate's come through there, she's going to get embarrassed. You know what I mean? Because you don't know if I'm going to be on an educational tone or if I'm going to be on a hood tone. And see, that's what be killing them. Because just because I'm educated doesn't mean I have to talk like I'm straight out of Harvard. I'm going to talk like Candace. You know what I mean? Because Candace is the one that got me where I am. Mm -hmm. Not the education. Candace did. Because Candace had to go in there and go get it. Okay. Great point. Flip side is, just because you got those, mm -hmm. you got your fingernails mm -hmm. all done up and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. don't mean that you're going to talk hood either. So you got, you can hit them from any angle. And that's what they're not ready that's for. That's got to be something, that, you know, to have that, you know, to be able to do that. Like, they can't box you in. Nope. Who, who is Candace? Who is Candace Matthews? Not Dr. Candace Matthews, mm -hmm. but who, who is Candace when she goes home and takes off that cowgirl hat. Right. Who are you? I am just a down-to-earth sister. I like to chill. I love my family. You know, sometimes they get on your damn nerves. You just be like, man, get out of my damn face. Let me rest for a little bit. And I like to smoke my stogies, you know. I take care of my mama, you know. Uh, take care of my sisters, you know. Then I turn around and provide jobs for people. Besides being Dr. Matthews, I provide opportunities for people, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just a just regular sister, you know, that have respect for herself and have the utmost respect for my people. That's mm -hmm. it. Right. You know, nothing more, nothing less, you know, and I just don't like snake shit. And that's with the Dr. Matthews hat on or without it on. You know, I'm just that person. That's it. Like, I'm not that type of girl that, you know, when you get with a celebrity that you get starstruck. You know what I'm saying? You pull your pants up just like me. You know what I mean? You may have a little bit more influence, you know, with people because of the work and things that you do. But they don't give you a pass with me because I'm going to hold you accountable regardless. You know, and and if I say hey to you and you don't speak to me. All right, well, then you don't got to worry about me doing nothing else for your bitch ass. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, and I be around a lot of celebrities. I be around a lot of people. And I've always had, and my mom and my dad always say this, I've always had that type of aura that draw people to you. You know, people don't not going to draw to something that that's just, okay, this is something I see every day. You know what I mean? They want to draw to somebody. Wait a minute, now who is that? You know what I mean? Because like anywhere I walk in, the power gonna come in the room when I walk in. And you can be the most powerful person in there. But my mentality is I'm the most powerful person in here. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. Mm -hmm.
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. 
Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. How do you maintain your the advocacy for children and do what you do uh, in the community at large? Right. You know, with all of, all of those uh, cases right. that are out there with people being uh, attacked, you know, from all kind of angles, you know, right. from political, educational, social. How do you do that? Well, the key thing is you got to have good people working for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, remember, I told you in the beginning, like when I first got started, I didn't have the right people working for me. And so the type of board of directors that I have all come from experience, part of working for me, working at Exxon. You know, worked at uh, five-star companies, and then also that was a college professor, Mm -hmm. you know. And we all kind of got together and created, this is how we need to do this portion in reference to who you need to have to come in to come work. Mm -hmm. So my dad, he's dead. He died in 2017, but he was on my board. And my dad told me, he said, you know, when I worked at Exxon, you know what Exxon used to do? I'm like, what they used to do? He said, because you know how you got the state always coming in here? They always coming in here and they always auditing everything. You need to get somebody that worked for the state to come in and be your compliance person. I said, you know, I ain't never really thought of that. Hmm. And guess what? I have that in place right now. And anytime that state come up in there, you ain't finding nothing. Hmm. Because I got the same person who used to come in and regulate us. Huh. Right. So that's, that's what do. I mean by having the right people, the right team, so you can make sure your business is navigated properly. And I also have a management company that I pay out of Austin that handle all of my back office. Now, now one of my employees can tell you that they paycheck have been late. Now foster parent can tell you that they reimbursement has been late because I run my business to top tier expectation. And see, once you do that, the stuff that I do in the community, I'm just giving back because I'm not charging nobody to do that. I'm giving back because God didn't bless me to where I can provide jobs for other people to take care of their families. So that's basically like me giving a tide to my community by going in and fighting for the underdog and standing in the gap for them. And I can move the way that I move, too, because by you not paying me, I don't have to take your case if I don't want it. What do you think about those who do go into the community and and fight for justice for those people who have been wronged? Do you think that they deserve monetary compensation? Yeah, if that's their only line of work, then absolutely. You know what I mean? But see, in my situation, I've been blessed because mm-hmm. I was already established before I even got into the activism piece. So that's why I can move the way that I move. But for that actual activist who does not have that luxury, then, yeah, I believe that you should, you know, be paid because it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of countless hours to do what you do to make sure people are being treated fairly and have a seat at the table. And that's my point, because those activists, they are the unsung heroes of society. These guys go put the work in day, night, seven days a week, Mm -hmm. 365. They own the case all the time. And sometimes 
we don't get that. We only see the activist. We don't see that the activist has a family. You don't see his wife. His, mm-hmm. You don't see her husband. You don't see their children. You don't see the house that they have to pay the mortgage on, the cars. You don't see that they have a life. And I'm going to tell you something else about activism. It is one of the most dangerous jobs in the world. Oh, yeah. Because you're talking about oftentimes going up against, and I'm talking about specifically the type of social justice advocates. Mm-hmm. You're talking about going up against the machine. You're talking about going up against some of the most wicked individuals known to man. And they are killers. Make no mistake. Mm-hmm. They're killers. They kill. They will literally kill you. Some of them have it in them to actually kill you. Mm -hmm. And so people don't understand what activists have to go through. Activists get threats all the time. They get, you know, they get stalked. They sometimes people pull up at their homes, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes their kids get harassed. They go through a lot. So see, this this is why I'm like this here, bro. I think they should be compensated. This is why. I'm like this. Exactly. Because let's see that thing. Let's so that thing. Let, let, let me let me just share this up. with you before yeah. I before I pull out. This is one yeah. a minute. Right. Okay. So my thing is this, bro. At the end of the day, and trust me, I know how to shoot that thing too, but I know it must. I know you do. So my thing <laughs> is this is that one, um, you have to be protected and aware at all times. Because again, just like you said, you're fighting against a machine. And they will send people to either come to disrupt your household. They'll send people to come and try to disrupt your business. They'll send people to try to come and rattle and shake you up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But see, you're going to have a rude awakening when you come over here. Right. See what I'm saying? So, <laughs> hey, just because I'm Dr. Matthews don't yeah. mean I ain't strapped because I got <laughs> it on my pattern. I don't say. Babe, look I, here. I, look here. I, let me what? say this. I'm Houston strong, but I'm <laughs> Texas tough. Yeah. <laughs> Fam, you know, hey, uh, you know what's what's the cowgirl? Ain't it cute? What's the cowgirl? What's the cowgirl hat, hat without the strap? Hmm, you know what I'm talking about? It. You know hmm. what I'm talking about? Hmm. Like, and that's how you should be. Yeah. And and I and I encourage I encourage that for anybody out there who uh really I encourage that for anybody to protect yourself first and foremost, especially a lot of ladies that are out there because a lot of times people roll up on women and thinking they sweet, thinking it's sweet, you know. And I I, I kind of. I, know, I ain't gonna lie. Whole I ain't gonna lie. Every time I see a dude trying to take advantage of a woman, uh, uh, beating on a woman or whatever, mm-hmm. and she pull that thing out and light him up, I kind of chuckle. I chuckle a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's it's amusing to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I ain't gonna front because I think people should keep their hands to themselves. I agree. You know, uh, everybody leave. Put keep your hands to yourself. Leave people alone, and you won't have those problems. Exactly. And know when to walk away. Yeah. And like, see, and, and, and see, that's what I catch a lot of. See, my husband, he don't be worried about me too much because he know I can handle mine. So, but the average person that don't know me, you don't even know I got a whole, probably got about three of them on me. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So you feeling froggish. I'm going to make you jump. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? All so, right, she, you can you revise the old cat. cat. Yeah, I said, you know, huh. we used to say huh. you're feeling froggy, jump. Yeah. I'm going to make you jump. I'm going to make you jump. I'm going to get you off me. <laughs> Shoot. So, I mean, and, and, and at the end of the day, bro, it's like, regardless of the fact, you have to make sure that you are safe in what you do. 
at all times because you don't know where these ops coming from. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you have to be very vigilant with everything that you do. And so just like when you rolled that video with me at Houston Community College, you know what I'm saying? You think I was worried about somebody think you about to come run up on me? Right. They're going to be worried about you because I'm going <laughs> to light your ass up. <laughs> I See what I'm saying? It. I love it, man. I love Cause it. Because somebody put something on your comment one time um, saying that uh, protect her at all costs uh, because uh, some it was something that was along those lines. And I like when you said yeah. <laughs> that uh, she stayed strapped. You best believe she got it yeah. on her. She got it on her and she got back and up. And got back up. That. And That's she right. got back up. Believe that. Believe that. How do people who want to get involved with your foundation how do they get involved? Um, as far as they want to become can, foster can, parents, can you can you can you volunteer? Can you volunteer without joining? As far as uh, are you talking about? Because you know I, I wear so many. So are you talking about the actual foster care agency? Well, that's because that's that's another deal, and we definitely need foster parents for that. So let me let me just go this way, okay? If you want to join or volunteer with the Texas Coalition of Black Democrats, you can definitely do that. You know what I mean? I give you my my email, which is Dr. Which is Dr. Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E, not A-C-E, I-C-E, Matthews with the S, then T-C-B-D, which is Texas Coalition of Black Democrats at gmail.com. So you if you want to get back? in, no. Uh, what, if, what if you're a Republican? Uh, you got something no, for the Republicans they to join? They can't, no, because it's a Democratic organization. Uh, no, other than that organization, another organization. Do you, got um, you got something for the black Republican? Anything for the black Republican? When it comes dealing with the children, because we all kind of agree a little bit on certain instances when it comes dealing with kids. Okay. So if they want to help with foster children, uh, my agency name is Children of Diversity. Okay. And so you can go to the website, which is www.children.com dash of dash diversity.org so even if you want to become a foster parent or if you want to be a um a respite provider or let's say that you cps then place some kids in your house but you got to be in the texas houston area of course and if they place children then you come through us so we can license you so you can receive funding to take care of your relatives Mm. If you are a transfer family, so let's say that you already have kids in your home, you're already licensed, but you at another agency. And if you don't like how that agency is treating you, then come on to the protection of the hammer. Because when the state come over there and mess with you, that means they mess with me. Come to death row. That's right. <laughs> come on, death row. <laughs> but uh, that's that's one thing that they can actually help with as well. So, I mean, uh, it's it's rewarding because... Believe it or not, Willie, I used to be a foster parent. You know, you know, I knew that, right? Oh, see, I didn't know. I knew that. Mm, I used to be yeah. a foster parent. Yeah. And I had over 30 kids graduate under me. Wow. Graduate. I had over 30 kids graduate high school under me, and I had about maybe 12 to 13 that graduated college uh. under me because CPS pays for their school for free until they are 65 years old when they go through the PALS program, and that shows them how to write checks, bank accounts, you know, things like that. And that's designed in the CPS system. But that's part of it before they can receive the benefits as far as with their college being paid for. And they have to go to a public university, not private. When you was a foster parent, how many kids were living under your roof? At that time, I had nine. But see, now they can't do it like that no more. You can mm -hmm. only have no more than six. And so my mom was retired from 
being a registered nurse. Mm -hmm. So I called mama in there. I say, mama, come out, girl. Uh, I need you to come help me over here with these, with these youngins. And so she was like, okay, I come and help. And I put my mama on the payroll. I was paying mama too. You know what I mean? And then I was the only young lady when I was uh, working. Uh, what was the name of that place I worked for? Uh, it was... Uh, what was the name of that place? It was a uh, singular. It was a wireless place uh, where you do your cell phones and stuff. Uh, was it? What was T-Mobile before it was T-Mobile? I forgot the name of it. Well, anyway, it used to be T-Mobile. I used to work there. And I was the only one at that job with a Range Rover. And they were trying to figure that out. You know what I mean? Because uh, when I had like nine kids in that house, the state pays you so many thousands of dollars per kid, right? So even though I'm collecting my check uh, from my job, which I can utilize whatever that I need to utilize it for to build me together, and then the funds that I receive from the state, I would utilize it on the kids and also to keep a roof over our head. And so that's when I moved into, you know, moving on up to the east side with the white folk, mm -hmm. you know, living in a house bigger than them. And they didn't understand, like, what does she do? Like, she got all these children, and they all different colors and stuff. And every last one of them cheered to cuss your ass out. Because they'll tell you that I'm their mama. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I and my family, we accepted all of them kids. And we showed them love. You know what, what I mean? What, what do you do with your agency to avoid children being in the house with parents who are there just for the check? So this is how we do this. First thing, when they come to actually apply to be a foster parent, if you don't have no job, you have to have a job. You don't have a job, then you can't foster with us unless it's like kinship that they didn't place you and they, these are your relatives and you're just seeking to get a license so you can be able to take care of them. Mm -hmm. That's different. But we have things in place for people like that because they do have people that are out there who are about the money. And like when I fostered, I worked still. And that's why I had my mom to come in as my respite person so I can work. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I didn't feel right. Me personally, I didn't feel right because I like to make my own money. I felt like that money that I use that the state pays, which is actually your reimbursement, but I used it on the kids. Like, we'll take them on vacations. You know, we, we would do a lot of things with those children. They were not going to school looking halfway, half-dressed. You didn't even know that they was foster kids. You know what I mean? And then what I loved about my crew is that if I was to get another kid to come through there, they'll like that. They'll lace that new kid up like, yo, we like what we stay. So don't come up in here with that line, you know, because they have foster children that when they get upset, they'll lie on the foster parent and that'll create a whole investigation yeah. to the fact where they remove the kids to go through the investigation and then they'll try to bring the kids back. See, the kids knew the system too, just like how I knew the system. So like what I would do is like my kids, I took them to like restaurants. Like they went to Pop Those, you know, they was like Olive Garden, TJ Fridays, all that. And I would actually have, I would always keep the receipts and I have everybody's signature on the back of that receipt. So if these state people come up in here, I'm gonna shed everything down. Grocery list. Everybody signing the grocery list because you can't say that you're not eating. You can't say that you don't have a roof over your head. You can't. I mean, I just made it to where everything was transparent. So the kids, they felt safe because you got you got a mom that 
who's stepping up to take care of you. It's going to make sure that nobody's going to come in here and mess with you. So when a new kid would come, they'll turn around. It, it kind of remind me, I ain't going to even lie, it kind of remind me of prison. You know what I mean? Like when a new fish come on the yard and you think you're going to come in here with that mess, they're going to jam you up. That's how those kids were because they protected where they lived because that was the best how they ever lived. Mm -hmm. They never lived in a uh, 6,500 square foot house where everybody got their own room, their own space, you know, their own closet, you know, and they never lived like that. These kids came from poverty, you know, and they felt like I'm in a position now that I can make it. So I'm not going to let nobody think they're going to come in here because you got a chip on your shoulder and try to mess up where we live. And that was what I really love about those kids. And you know what to this day, any holiday or anything that we have is full of cheering. And I was a foster parent before I became a real mother. Hmm. You know that? Yeah. That's crazy. So when I got my own kids, I was already seasoned. You know, I knew how to change the diapers. I knew when a child got hives. I knew when, uh, like my teenage daughter, I know all the tricks of the trade. You know, she'll try to do some little slick stuff. And I'd be like, girl, you already know I'm on you, sis. Don't do that one. No, mm-mm. Try again. Because I already had the experience and I had different ages of kids. Mm -hmm. You know, but the tough, the tough group that I had was those teenagers. They were tough. And so the foster agencies really couldn't understand how this little old woman got control of these kids because these were kids that came from other placements that disrupted those placements. But then when they came to me, I just kept it. I kept it street with them. You know, I say, look, I want to know who you are as a person. You know what I mean? I'm going to help you make it, but I can bring you to the water, but I can't make you drink it. OK, but what you're not going to do, you're not going to come in my house and you're not going to disrupt nothing because I'm the parent. You understand? I'm the parent and I'm, I'm going to respect you and you're going to respect me. Now, you feel like you want to get a little gangster around here. Then I'm going to have these sheriffs in here and somebody going to be going to the psych hospital tonight. Huh. Well, you've disrupted a whole lot of things these days. <laughs> you got these politicians around here running scared to death. The trip part about it is that if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, they ain't got nothing to worry about. Nothing. I support you. Exactly. Well, we support you and everything that you do, and we really appreciate all the work that you do. We appreciate the work that the Black Panther Nation is doing, the new Black Panther Nation is doing, the, the, the Black Panthers are doing, all of the other organizations and the activists that are out there. You, you guys putting in the work, man, uh, you know, we can't thank you enough. Want to get you on the show again very, very soon. Uh, love talking to you. We got so much more to talk about. Oh, yeah. But right now we're out of time. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Candace Matthews. Appreciate you, baby girl. I appreciate you, you, my Thank brother. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. Y'all be seeing me next time soon, y'all. And, and remember, she got that thing on her. Sure do. You want me to put it out again? No more talk. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was produced by A-King and brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and, and iHeartRadio. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. 
Thank you to the geniuses of Spoken Audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give Love & Logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love & Logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com.